0: Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On today's episode, I'm joined by Eric Bacon, the president at AMD Global Telemedicine. Eric, how are you today?
1: I'm doing great, Jared. Thank you.
0: I'm excited for us to chat. I I tell a couple of the people I met at the American uh, Telemedicine Conference that uh, I I don't get to meet too many of the, the people that come on as guests in person. So, It's always special when I'm able to to meet you there, and you guys obviously had a great huge booth in the middle of the conference with this giant cube, which uh, I'm sure a lot of people were wondering what that was. looked like the coolest place to play video games also, if that was possible, but it it had health purposes. Um, But uh, yeah, so really excited, glad I was able to meet you, and uh, yeah, thank you for coming on the podcast. I think we should dive right into it. If you could tell the audience a little bit about your background, I know... Uh, they would really appreciate that.
1: Yeah, sure. Thank you, Jared. And thanks for the nice words about uh, ATA and, and AMD. Um, I'm Eric Bacon. I'm the president of AMD. I've been with the company now for 22 years. Um, I started my professional journey with nothing to do with healthcare. I went into the finance industry and worked for KPMG as a public uh, accountant, public auditor, um, and then found my way into healthcare through finance. And in many years I served as the CFO of AMD. And um, in that capacity over the first 16 years of my career, um, I was able to learn uh, about many different devices and how they connect and different challenges that the the world faces and and integrating them. And for the last five years, I've been the president here at AMD. Um, And through that 22 year journey, um, you know, we're bringing specialized health care to some of the most remote and desolate parts of the world and increasing access to healthcare. care. Um, and as I look back at myself and what I expected to, to achieve in my professional career at the age of you know, 21 and to what I've done, um, it, it's, it's been a, it's been a fun journey.
0: Well, thank you for sharing, Eric. Uh, I'd love if uh, two pieces to this next thing. I'd love to hear more about you kind of gave us how your career started and, and transitioned into AMD uh, more about the company for those that maybe are not familiar with it. And then as you wrap that up, quickly tell us both your experience at the ATA. Cause I know obviously you guys had a good location. Uh, seemed like you were making some good uh, relationships. Um, I'd love to hear that as well. Obviously um, the ATA is a partner of ours. We're super you know, grateful that we were able to attend and cover uh, the event. But uh, yeah, I would love to first hear more about AMD um, and then kind of tell us a little bit about that experience with uh, ATA.
1: Yeah, you know, that's great. You know, it's interesting. We're having a conversation about ATA and in AMD. You know, AMD is one of the early uh, founders of telemedicine. We're a 32-year organization. <clears throat> we are one of the first companies to do telemedicine uh, in the world as we know it. Um, founded in 1991, and I think the first ATA conference, we were one of three members um, that helped found that, and through the legacy of the ATA, uh, different leaders of AMD have served in different executive positions within that group, whether it's on different advisory boards and whatnot, Um, so they've been a big part of our journey as a company, but AMD, Um, As I mentioned a a bit ago about myself, you know, we've focused on initially early on in our company, uh, medical devices, connecting this device to a codec here and delivering that image or sound somewhere else in the world, the tele aspect of it, um, and then validating the quality and the connectivity of that. And over the years, Andy has shifted to more of a software company. And if someone asked me today, what are we? I'd say we're a software company. And so um, when I started in this industry with AMD, uh, we were doing video over ISDN lines. I mean, you had to have six telephone lines, and to do a one-hour video call to India was a $600 call. But now, you know, with broadband and and the uh, advent of the Internet, it's essentially free. Um, And so as medical devices have gone from these $10,000 ENT scopes to... As low as a $400 ENT scope, and it's digitally connected and it's a higher quality, uh, it's really made it affordable to the masses. So, over those 30 um, plus years of AMD's uh, life, we've done telemedicine installations in 106 countries around the world. Um, And uh, that number is growing. And uh, so, when we stay, you know, our our, our mission is to bring specialized health care to the most underserved and remote parts of the world. We've actually lived that. Um, so that's what we are now. AMD is a software company. We, we, that's our biggest department here. Um, we've developed our own software. We integrate to over 40 different medical devices. So, um, you know, you look at some of the software based video platforms that are out there. It does video, which is great. And maybe it connects a camera or a stethoscope for sound. typically when that encounter is done, the encounter is done. Um, With our platform, you have those capabilities as long as scheduling and and workflow, but we integrate that right into an EMR. So you have that continuity of care. Doctor can log into their calendar, see an encounter, see they're going to do an encounter in California or in Canada or another part of the world with a click of a button. They're in that encounter and at that point they're consuming. Uh, physiological uh, vitals, or getting sounds, or getting images, an x-ray, ultrasound, uh, it doesn't, and it just keeps going. And we capture that, and we can actually push that back into the patient's uh, electronic health record for future reference. And that's a big difference of what we do, what others do. Um, so we're a software company. Uh, like I said, we we integrate well, well over 40 different medical devices, um, and we work through channels. Around the world, um, the ATA this year was great. As you mentioned, we launched the uh, H3 Cube uh, through our partnership with um, Unidoc. Um, so when you get to some of these developing nations around the world, you know you go to places where they don't have um, security. What I mean by security—not physical security, but security of the uh, the devices, of the equipment. The uh, is it dry? Does it have internet? Is it powered? All of these are basic challenges that we may face here, but in other parts of the developing world, they're not—they're not just foregone conclusions. So with the cube, we bring that to them. We bring that uh, cube to them that has its fully uh, turnkey system with our software, with our devices, um, and we come in, we install it, we train it, we support it, and now you've just brought—you know—a whole. Uh, um, Full full circle of healthcare to that community that didn't exist two days early. Um, so being able to show that at ATA this year was wonderful. The show was great for us. You know, it, it we get to so, see so many existing customers, meet new customers, talk to partners and vendors all in one space. And ATA does a really good job of um, bringing all those people together. And, and this year I think they did an excellent job of um, with their panels and their sessions. I thought it was extremely knowledgeable. Uh, so they're doing a really good job in advocating for the space. We're we're happy to be a part part of that.
0: Yeah, they definitely did a a good job. It was uh it was it was cool to, to come back to Boston. Real nice for you too, in in terms of how close it was. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see how next year's event is. But uh, hopefully, it's it's like how this year was went. Um and and for the the audience, if they're trying to picture what this cube looks like we took a video of you and did a little teaser uh, a couple weeks back of you in the cube at the conference. So they can kind of get a picture of, uh, you know, what, what that kind of looked like, um, the size of it and everything, but super cool. Um, talking more about that in, in, part of, uh, one of the things you did was you, you talked me through how you're basically helping bring care to everyone. Right. And you were telling me a story about this community in Ghana, I think it'd be really cool for uh, the audience to hear that story directly from you. Cause it was pretty, uh, it was, it was a pretty interesting story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's, and that's one of many, uh, Jared, and thanks for bringing that one up because it's a great example, you know, for the adoption of tele- telemedicine in developing nations, you have lots of barriers, right? Uh, some of them I mentioned just a minute ago. Um, But you also have this whole model of, of, hey, this capital expenditure, hey, this big cube, which is a small, you know, uh, building with all of this medical equipment and software and installation and support. The barrier to entry is in many cases, it just doesn't make it feasible. So through our partnership with Unidoc, they turn that into a uh, population based model, more on a population fee for Fee for a person, fee for an encounter, but they bring the the cost down where it's something that can be doable for those communities. So, Ghana is a perfect example. Um, we're going into communities there. Um, if you go to uh, UNI Docs website, you can read about you know what we're doing there. But um, what we're doing is we're bringing in, uh, into communities in western Ghana where there today is there is no access to healthcare or the limited access to healthcare. Um, and so what we're doing is, um, in partnership with UNIDOC and TD Cinex and others, is we are bringing this cube uh, into these communities, uh, training the locals on it, how to, how to use that. Remote doctors will be able to provide care to them uh, around the clock or for however long they, they want that. But now imagine going into a community where there is no healthcare today. Um, or very limited access to healthcare to where tomorrow they can walk up to the clinic and it's open from 8am to 8pm. And they can see a doctor on demand. Um, And we have all the the tools there. And you know, it's a really interesting story. You know, we all get older, I'm going to be 50 this year. And I I find I get emotional at every every turn. I'm now a grandfather. And um, when you sit back and you look at the celebration when this one community was told, they're going to get this system in their community. They broke out into song, and they broke out into dance, and people were crying. And when you really sit back as a professional, as a human, and think about how you're impacting that community and delivery of care to that community, uh, you really start to think about the legacy that you're leaving and being a part of. It's not you know my legacy; it's the it's uh, it's the group legacy. But it's transformative. Overnight uh, in that community, we're starting out with 400 different communities covering a population of 2 million people. Um, And that's the pilot. And, you know, and I could name I could sit here and name four other countries in Africa that we're going to similar uh, projects with with the Health Cube Uh, here in the United States. um, We're going to be doing the Health Cube in the city of of Tucson, I believe, Um, bringing it to people who are homeless, who don't have care. Same, same aspect, but bringing access to a community that doesn't have it today, aboriginals, et cetera. Um,
0: Thank you for sharing, uh, Eric. Uh, as, as we get ready to wrap up here, what's next for uh, for AMD that you can share?
1: Well, you know, so AMD fits within the whole entire healthcare continuum. You know, we're talking about community-based rural Care here, but when I started in this business, everything was rural. We literally were at the space station um, on both ends of the pole. But now telemedicine is at the local pharmacy around the street. At the end of the day, imagine you're here in the U.S. The thought of having a hard time getting a hold of a doctor means I might have to wait till next Wednesday to see a doctor, right? But in other parts of the world, it's it's a long period of time. But whether it's you know doing acute rounding. Uh, at, an, at, at a hospital or skilled nursing facilities, hospital in the home, pharmacy care, um, telemedicine is here now and it's in every aspect of healthcare. Um, so, what's new, what's next for us? We're excited about 2022, 2023 to expand on what we've built for the last 32 years with that increased adoption. Um, the Unidoc partnership launching within many, many countries here in the US and around the world. And launching with another partner into the tele-ICU, as we were also showing at ATA, um, where we're going to be able to bring the tele-aspect into an ICU so we can start to bring intensivists into a live encounter in the ICU and really transform how care is done in the ICU. It's going to be an exciting year.
0: Well, I look forward to staying in touch with you, Eric, and continuously learning more about AMD So great to meet you in Boston. I look forward to our future conversations. And thanks again for being a guest today.
1: You're welcome. Thank you.